For all the parents out there, picture that it's bedtime. You and the kids have been busy all day. You know they're tired, but for some reason, they just won't go to sleep. And for this reason, I created the podcast Bedtime History. Bedtime History is a series of relaxing history stories that end with an inspirational message. With over 2,000 positive parent reviews, Bedtime History is one of the top education podcasts. Join me and listen to Bedtime History every Monday and Thursday on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games With Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings as we say hi to you on February 15th, the Thursday. I'm Patrick Maher, the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, live downtown Las Vegas. Was it going to be a full zip? Was it going to be a half zip? No, today. Today's a quarter zip as we get going here on the program. Drama in New England. It appears there's a toxic situation with Mac Jones. Remember, the Patriots have the number three overall pick. We're going to get into what they should do, potentially trade down. We'll discuss. Gus got a full slate in college basketball. Remember, just three games on the NBA slate today because the All-Star break is coming. We are loaded with guests today as well, which we'll get to in just a bit. But I want to start the program with some show business and some show business that has to do with you. Remember, we're constantly talking about becoming a VEASAN pro. I would encourage you to go sign up right now because you're, you're going to have an opportunity to be involved in the show. I'll get to that in a second. Next order of business, you want picks. Well, we gave you a million picks yesterday. Guess what we have today? College basketball. Thomas Gable runs the race and sports book at the Borgana in Atlantic City. Shout to Bruce Springsteen. He's got three college basketball plays today. Aaron Halterman, who's part of the family here on Sharp Money. He went 3-0 and last night. He had a couple of plus money wins at 2-1. to The guy's on a freaking heater. He sent over a family play vid. We'll play that coming up in just a little bit. Josh Applebaum, one of my guys, is going to join us. And what we asked Josh to do today for you is you constantly hear handicappers talking about NBA teams on a back-to-back. Well, what does that mean? And is it profitable for certain teams as compared to others? We're going to have that research coming up in just a little bit. Tyler Shoemaker. Who? One of the sharpest guys that works here at VEASAN. Dustin contacts him today on his own. And Tyler Shoemaker said, not only am I fired up to be a part of the family on Sharp Money, I'm going to send three videos a week. So you're getting one of the sharpest cappers coming up here on Sharp Money with videos. How about Julian Edlow? He hosts DK's The Sweat. 
Julian's in. He's going to be sending. So that's crossover. We're trying to get everybody involved like a family here on DraftKings and VEASAN. Johnny Venezia is going to send over some college baseball plays. He's all over it. And of course, we've got the man who sent over. Get ready, Larry Bird in the back, who sent over five Samo bombs today. Mike Savage. What? Larry, hit me. Savage. Larry, hit me, son. That's my guy, Larry Bird, in the back doing his thing as we welcome in the big guy, because I want to talk about pick and survive, which in all my years at VEASAN, this might be the most excited I've been about an initiative outside of Bill A.D. absolutely going James Bond on the VEASAN Daily. Again, the debate was, should I go full zip? Should I go half zip? Nah, son, I'm going quarter zip. And here is the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. What's up? Felt like I was watching Pee Wee's Playhouse just now with the key word of the day. And then, boom, got hit with a bomb there. Oh, you mean a Samo bomb? Hit me, Larry. What? <laughs> It's fantastic. Halterman, we should probably discuss the heaters. Now, we won some plays yesterday as well, but what we're trying to do is prop up our friends and prop up the family. And again, I want to send this to everybody at VEASAN. We'd love to have you involved. Get involved. I want everybody to win. But Samo, five today. And then, of course, our buddy uh, Aaron Halterman with two plus money winners. So that's four plus money winners in six plays so far for Halterman. We'll play his video coming up as well. That's what Halterman does, man. There was a point in baseball last year. It must have been like May or June. All the kid did was hunt out plus money dogs, fire away. He had to be like 18 and four on like plus money underdogs. It was a wild run. And that's just what he does. That's, that's why he is who he is. I love him. Well, he's, my, he's, our, he's our hockey specialist. Get down on the ice. Cycle the puck. What's cracking, Jacques Lemaire? Now, I mentioned pick and survive. So let's talk about becoming a VEASAN pro, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. What we've been doing since we're kind of retooling sharp money here presented by DraftKings is Dustin reached out to the man in black, Bill AD, and said, can we get a show email? Yesterday, the big guy contacted contacted me and said, it's official. We have a show email. So here's what we're going to do. If you are a VEASAN pro, let's think about this. This weekend, one of you is going to be picked. First, let's give out the email address, big guy. What is it? Sharp money at VEASAN.com. That's sharp money at, the start. at VEASAN.com. And at the start of every week, one of you is going to be selected. You have to be a VEASAN pro. And you're going to start on Monday by sending us a video. And then you pick, you win, you survive. Okay? We're looking for the VEASAN pro's biggest heater. So if you miss on Monday, another VEASAN pro steps up on Tuesday and they keep picking until they don't survive. It's called Sharp Money's Pick and Survive. OK, so this Monday coming up after the weekend here, after you email. Go ahead, big guy. Uh, sharp Money at VEASAN.com. It's kind of like Circus Survivor. Let's see how long of a run you can go on. We're, we're putting together a little bit of a survivor contest throughout the offseason here. And we call it the offseason because the NFL, <laughs> it reigns supreme. But to me, there's just so many money, 
making opportunities, specifically conference tourneys coming up, both men and women. Shoemaker is very good with the women as far as NCAA college hoops. And then, of course, the NBA, NHL, the ponies, soccer, the plug went 2-0 yesterday. So pick and survive. If you're not a VEASAN pro, I encourage you to go sign up. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You can sign up for as low as $9.99 right now. And again, you're going to email the big guy. The big guy is going to pick one of you for a Monday video. Okay, here's what we do know. Sports betting, a lot of it has to do with ego. In a good way. It's a chance to prove yourself. That's why we have a leaderboard over at vison.com slash picks, where the big guy, every time we reset our call in the morning, he tells me, oh, I'm number two on the leaderboard. Oh, I'm number three. Uh, whomever, Samich, whomever, you know, Wes Reynolds, whoever's battling for the top spot, it gets very competitive. And I was thinking the other day, I'm like, well, why wouldn't we get the VEASAN pros involved? They're part of the team. So that's what we're going to do. What do you say, big guy? Well, you and I came from a world at Mad Dog Sports Radio and Sirius XM in general where we were able to take calls to get the pulse of the listeners to create kind of a family environment going back and forth with them. We don't have the ability to take calls on here, here on VEASAN, but... You have the ability to record a video on your phone and send it to us and we can play it. And there could be a connection that way. All right. Good job. Good job, big guy. Uh, I've got I've got a bunch of plays today as well. I've got a couple in college basketball. I will say this. A couple of big things happened in college hoops last night. One, and I must apologize, and mea culpa, our good friend Will Hill, who's going to be sending over videos. I'm not sure if the South Carolina basketball program is alive right now after absolutely getting decimated at Auburn. We know this about Auburn. There's different tiers in college basketball. I was living wistfully on that kind of hope that South Carolina was amongst the tier. Auburn's just a much deeper team, and they have a great home court advantage. So you saw that yesterday, the blowout, our condolences to the South Carolina program. And then how about props to Mr. Davis and Detroit Mercy, the Titans, with a winner over IUPUI yesterday. They're no longer 0-26. They are 1-26. Shout to Dick Vitale and Dave DeBusher. Uh, the last girl who I asked to IUPUI told me it would cost double. I'm sorry? The last girl that I asked uh, IUPUI told me it would cost double. No, I knew. I heard you the first time. I just wanted you to repeat it so you heard yourself, so you're embarrassed because you should be. Now, uh, a couple of things as we get started here. I think we should start with some plays, okay? We promised an avalanche of plays here on the show. So the big guy, I'll let you decide. Now, it depends. Are you going to pick Halterman or are you going to pick Samich? If you pick Samich, Larry Bird back in the back knows what to do. Who do you want to play first, big guy? Well, I like toys, and I found out. In that segment, we have a new toy when it comes to the aspect of Michael's picks. I won't say it quite yet. So why not roll with the Samo Bomb once again here in his plays? Mike Samich coming at you with my Sharp Money play of the day here. We're going to head all the way to the West Coast for a basketball game between the Cal State Northridge Matadors and the Cal State Bakerfield Roadrunners. We're going to take a look at the total in this spot, currently sitting at 143.5. That makes a lot of sense for the Matadors. Cal State Northridge likes to go up and down the field. They're one of the higher scoring teams in the conference. However, it makes absolutely no sense for Cal State Bakersfield, uh, they are averaging just 138 points per game, so five points under this total, and they really slow the pace down. That 138 number as well is ballooned up by a lot of non-conference games. They had two games where they scored 196 points, two games they gave up 
in the high 80s as well. So we saw their totals over the season long be ballooned up by those non-conference games. However, once we've got into conference, they have gone under this total 12 of the 13 games. The only game that didn't go under an overtime game against Long Beach State. So I think we're going to see Cal State Bakerfield really dominate the pace of this game. They have played before. It was 64 to 56. So a 120 total. Let's take the under here at 143 Cal State Northridge and Cal State Bakerfield. Bomb, Larry. That oh, my man, Larry. Thank you. So, Bakersfield go under. Now, I will tell you this: that Samich sent over five plays today. Two of them are going to go to the Veasan picks page. Okay, but I'm going to give you three more as the show unfurls. Let me get you one from Gable in college basketball, just because I'm feeling I'm in a good mood today. We were texting earlier today, Thomas Gable at the Borgata. He, like I, he's high on the Mountain West, which we'll get to that in just a little bit. But he does like Purdue laying the wood today, lay the 16 and a half. With, remember, a team that he has number one in the country. So Edie and Purdue with an improved backcourt this year, laid the 16 and a half. He's got two more plays as the show progresses, figure out what type of mood I'm in figure out if the big guy annoys me and maybe we'll give a couple of more. How'd your, your uh, Valentine's day go? Uh, well, I, I used Valentine's day to prep for next Valentine's day. Was in the gym. What for does about, that mean? I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Well, I was alone this one, and I spent three hours in the gym to hopefully not be alone this time next year. The Kyle Shanahan bus was rolling through San Francisco and over Steve Wilkes. You'll hear from him. Plus, there's drama in New England at the quarterback position. That's next. Sharp money. For all the parents out there, picture that it's bedtime. You and the kids have been busy all day. You know they're tired, but with all that anxious energy, they just won't go to sleep. This was my kids every night. But I did find that stories calmed their mind and gave them something to focus on. So six years ago, I created the kids' podcast, Bedtime History, to help solve that problem. Bedtime History is a series of relaxing history stories that end with an inspirational message. We have episodes about Jackie Robinson, Neil Armstrong, Maya Angelou, and Sacagawea. Episodes also include topics like space exploration, engineering, the rise and fall of civilizations, and major events like the Civil Rights Movement and the Transcontinental Railroad. With over 2,000 positive parent reviews, Bedtime History is one of the top education podcasts. This week, join me and listen to Bedtime History every Monday and Thursday on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out... F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for Season 2 of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to Season 2 of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast, you find it.
I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Wake up with Bill A.D. in the VSIN Daily. You get the expert picks and analysis. Steve Mackinnon with a great job. Our numbers guy diving into college hoops. It's information that's invaluable. That was for free today over at vcin.com slash newsletter. It's very simple. You just enter your email address and we send it to you every morning or Bill does because he's nocturnal. Uh, and you wake up, it's there. It's your betting menu for the day. Expert picks, analysis, latest odds, links to everything, the podcast and more. And as we welcome you back here on Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings, I'm Patrick Maher. He's Dustin Sweetelson. We got Larry and the crew in the back. I should mention, I didn't mention at the top. Of course, I mentioned Josh Applebaum's coming with those back-to-back stats in the NBA. But kind of an announcement, Matt McCall, Former, former head coach at Chattanooga and UMass and now works with the field of 68. He's going to become a weekly starting today and he's going to ride all the way through the tournament. So what we're trying to do is give you the best college basketball betting information possible. And McCall is awesome. So he's going to start today, become a weekly, go with us through the conference tournaments, go with us through the NCAA tournament. Uh, thrilled to have McCall part of the sharp money team as well. Andy Bailey, very sharp. He's also Esquire because he's a lawyer, but he's writing over at Bleacher Report about the association. Tony Pauline is going to join to talk about the NFL draft. So plenty to do, big guy, as we get going. I've contacted Uh, a lot of Esquires out here since moving to Vegas. I'm sure you have. And again, that email address, let's keep on pumping it throughout the show. So VEASAN pros and just anybody that wants to comment on the show, feel free to hit Dustin up at sharpmoney at VEASAN.com. How'd you come up with that handle? That's pretty good, you and Bill AD. Uh, it was it was a big uh, brainstorming session. You know, the commercial everyone sees where Bill is gallivanting around Vegas while getting ready to do the VEASAN Daily. We did 24 hours together at the end of that brainstorming session. We came up with sharpmoney at VEASAN.com for the email. And you came up with the idea of a VEASAN.com makeover, which it looks great. And that's where the Patriots are. The Patriots are in need of a fresh paint job, a makeover. But this report 
is kind of scalding if you believe it. SI's Albert Breer reported today that Mac Jones's relationship with the team has deteriorated beyond the point of return. So no return for Mac Jones and the Patriots. Now, remember, he was drafted 15th overall, good as a rookie, but has regressed ever since. But the big thing here with Mac Jones as the transition, and remember, there's been myriad reports that the relationship between Bill Belichick and Mac Jones wasn't very good. Now, as soon as you hear that, you think to yourself, well, he's a 72-year-old curmudgeon. Maybe he just wasn't relating to the kid. That's not necessarily the case because Breer's report goes on to say that he's lost report, he's lost respect and support of those in the locker room as well. As a matter of fact, the quarterback room with Bailey Zappi and others was so toxic that Bailey Zappi was hanging out with the wide receivers. So whatever's happened with Mac Jones, it does appear that it's beyond repair. So we can discuss exactly what the Patriots should do. We've got odds over at DraftKings on the quarterback market and the forthcoming NFL draft coming up this spring. But apparently, and Breer goes on to say that Mac Jones and Belichick tried to trade him this year, but was rebuffed by Kraft, both the old man and Jonathan. And again, that has a lot to do with politics as well, because Robert Kraft not necessarily if you believe the reports, the biggest fan of Bill Belichick on the way out, see that maybe he said something to Arthur Blank as to why Bill Belichick didn't get the job down there. I digress. Mac Jones is still a Patriot. Now, here's where it gets very interesting, because all you have to do is look to the Super Bowl to think about how to build a team around your quarterback. You've got two ways now. Patrick Mahomes, there wasn't a bigger cap hit in NFL history than this past year, and he just won his third Lombardi. So franchise changing quarterback that you pay a ton of cash, you could still win a championship. We talked about the rookie deal, that kind of Russell Wilson effect. And that brings us to the 49ers. You have a cheap quarterback making less than a million dollars in Brock Purdy and an all-star roster surrounding him that you can pay a ton of cash, including Bosa and Juszczyk and obviously McCaffrey and Ayuk. And the list goes on and on with the talent there at the San Francisco 49ers. So the question now becomes, if Mac Jones and the relationship is beyond repair, what's the philosophy in New England? Obviously, they're going to be moving on from the former number 15th overall pick in Mac Jones because the regression is real. But do you build the roster? So do you build the car or do you grab the driver? And the driver would be the quarterback. And there's now reports coming out of New England. Are they going to move back from the number three pick and grab a haul of picks and move down and start building up an offensive line that struggles, start building up a wide receiver group that's not very good? They've got five free agents on defense. This is a roster that needs a complete overhaul in New England. They finished tied for last in points scored in 2023. Belichick left the team an offensive pair. It's a good defensive team, but it could lose some pieces. So again, a four and 13 team, all three tight ends are free agents. They've got seven picks in the upcoming draft. For example, the, I believe it's the Kansas city chiefs, or maybe it's the 49ers have 11 respectively. So think about that. They don't even have the picks they'd like to have as they try to retool. So moving out of that three spot for the Patriots could be very valuable and accumulating draft picks. So that's the question, big guy. Now let's get to the odds because there are going to be three quarterbacks that go within the top five. That goes without doubt. Caleb Williams. Now Caleb Williams, the Caleb Williams season of degrading the player is starting because of the character. 
And you may point to it and say, Caleb Williams is doing this to himself. He just wore a dress on the cover of a magazine. Personally, I don't give a flip. None of it matters to me. I don't care what my next door neighbor is doing. I literally don't care what my family's doing. I just worry about me. Some would say narcissism. Some would say I just keep to myself. Okay, so I don't care if Caleb Williams is painting his toenails. I don't care if he's painting his booty and I don't care if he's wearing a dress. If he can slang it, I want him on the Lions. So that brings up the Bears and we're going to have a conversation about the Bears tomorrow. What are they going to do with Fields? And then, of course, you have Jaden Daniels and Drake May. So let's go ahead, big guy. Set up the numbers here at DraftKings. Well, I have uh, some questions because when I look at the number three overall pick odds you see on the screen here, Jaden Daniels is the favorite over at DraftKings. And then I look over at which team will select Jaden Daniels in the draft. And the Patriots are also the favorite to select Jaden Daniels. But you said, where did the Patriots pick again? Third. Number three. And who picked second? Washington. Cliff Kingsbury, where are the quarterbacks he's worked with in the past? Uh, Kyler Murray, mobile guy, big arm, can run around, make plays with his feet and his legs. Uh, I don't see how Jaden Daniels is the favorite to go to the Patriots here, Patrick, when he's not going to be on the board for them at number three. Why would you assume number two, the commanders go Jaden Daniels over Drake May? Uh, Because uh, the, the things you're using to blink right now and see, I have them too. And I watched Drake May play quarterback. The evaluations about Drake May. People are putting Drake May into that Andrew Luck evaluation. Yeah. I didn't see it on the field, but the, the measurables, the athleticism. I don't think the accuracy is there with Drake May. I think he's got a good arm, not a great arm. Jaden Daniels is the older player. My assumption is Drake May is picked before Daniels. That's my assumption. I yeah. take Daniels. I'm not disagreeing with you. Sure. So my question is, May had a great junior year, not a great last year. So two years ago, he was really good. Last year, not good. Yeah, where have we heard that from a North Carolina quarterback in the past? We've we've seen this happen with North Carolina players in the past. Go ahead. How old, Trubisky? Uh, The question is, did the team get worse because he got worse his last year or was the team just better his junior year and that's why he was good? Like, what was the impact of him? To me, if he was that special of a player, he could have elevated things in this final year. So my question is also with Mac Jones. Mac Jones fell to the Patriots, uh, Patrick, remember in the draft. Trevor Lawrence went before him in 2021, number one overall. Zach Wilson went two, followed by Justin Fields and then Mac Jones. They let other people dictate who was going to be their quarterback, who they were going to hitch their future to. In this situation, if, like you and I, they don't believe Drake May or Jaden Daniels is the guy, and I, I don't believe Drake May is the guy, why wouldn't they look to the veteran quarterback market and the potential opportunities there are? Kirk Cousins is going to be a free agent. Justin Fields is out there. Baker Mayfield. There are options for them. Russell Wilson, if you want to make a trade. There are options out there. DraftKings has markets on all these guys up. And when you look across them, the Patriots are third or fourth as the favorites to get uh, to get all of these veteran quarterbacks added this offseason. And to me, if I'm the, if I'm New England and I'm stuck with Drake May, I would rather trade down and sign one of those veterans. So over at DraftKings, the Patriots right now, they're your fourth betting favorite to land Justin Fields. Justin Fields is going to get moved. Let's be realistic and adults about this. They're going to take Caleb Williams. You cannot pass if you're the Bears on Caleb Williams because of the potential upside. If he goes and hits somewhere else, you will be fired if you're a general manager, a head coach, and anybody in the front office. And then Russell Wilson's your fourth betting favorite as well to land with the Patriots. And actually, they're in on the Cousins Derby. Now, I just told you, their roster stinks. However, quick 
quick turnover, always about six or seven new playoff teams in the NFL. Kirk Cousins, third betting favorite to land with the Patriots. I've got another surprise name I'm going to throw at you when we continue. What should the Patriots do? Trade down? Take Daniels? Let's discuss. Sharp money. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN pro, not just because you can come on Sharp Money, but because you get the daily best bets, access to betting splits, which those are the two things. Our research shows that you want bets and you want splits. Well, you can get them right now for $9.99. Plus, you should be educating yourself, and the upcoming March Madness betting guide will do just that. Just a plethora of tools and resources when you become a pro, and you can do it for the introductory offer of $9.99 right now at vsin.com slash subscribe. We got you back here on Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. We've got Josh Applebaum coming up. We've got Andy Bailey coming up. We've got former Chattanooga and UMass head coach. Field is 68, talking college hoops. Matt McCall coming up. Tony Pauline coming up. It's a packed show. And more plays. We played Samich's family play video. Halterman, who's been on a heater, sent a vid. So we've got plenty to do. We were talking about whether or not Mac Jones is going to be a Patriot next year. Well, if you believe the SI report from Albert Breer, the relationship's irreparable. So he ain't coming back. Now, the Patriots, after finishing 4-13, and are in an interesting spot because Gerard Mayo takes over. Now, think about it this way. Again, the narrative that Russell Wilson kind of started where you want to where you want to try to hit it with that four years and pay a rookie at quarterback and then just build an awesome team around him. It's no longer viable. You may say anomalous because it's Patrick Mahomes, but it's been proven you can win with a big ticket. Matthew Stafford and others, you can win with a big ticket at quarterback. So there's two ways at the quarterback position to build the team. If you're the Patriots, I ask you this. What would you do? You're a team that is in crazy disrepair offensively. You've got pieces defensively. You're a brand new head coach. You've completely overhauled your coaching staff, yet you're sitting at number three. We know the most important position in any sport is the quarterback. Jaden Daniels could potentially be there. Drake May could potentially be there. J.J. McCarthy's going to be there. Donk. Caleb Williams isn't going to be there. Caleb Williams is going to go one overall. But let's have a little fun with this and think about to kind of add to the query that the Patriots are in and think about some of the quarterbacks that have been drafted as of late. Let's go to 2022. We'll skip over last year because you can't really judge the kids, although CJ Stroud is a superstar. Let's go to 2022. One quarterback taken in the first round. It was a grasper by Pittsburgh at number 20, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett will not be the signal caller in Pittsburgh this year. I can assure you of that. So that's a bust. Let's go back to 2021. So again, whether it's Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., three or four of them are going to be bust or basic. I'm just telling you, you want more evidence? Okay, let's go to 2021. Trevor Lawrence goes one overall. I think the jury's still out. I like Lawrence. I think Lawrence is better than most. The big guy, I don't know if you're necessarily as high on Lawrence. Then again, you're not high on Justin Herbert. So that's kind of an issue when we're talking quarterback credibility. Believe in the skill set, but something is missing and it may not be him. He's been latched to uh, Urban Meyer and Dunk Peterson for the last three years. 
Fair enough. So Lawrence, we'd say success, but number one overall pick. Trey Lance was number two in Wilson. 2021. Zach Wilson. Oh, Zach Wilson goes <laughs> two, then Lance goes three, correct? Yes. Okay. So Wilson goes two, Lance goes three in 2021. Both are mammoth bus. And that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about two and three. The commanders and now the Patriots have their Zach Wilson, Trey Lance conversation, whether it be Drake May or Jaden Daniels. Oh, by the way, also in 2021, Justin Fields, he's now being traded so the Bears can draft another quarterback at one overall. And Mac Jones, whose relationship is beyond repair, he was drafted 15th overall in 2021. So by my math, one, two, three, four, five quarterbacks were taken and four are busts. Not exactly an exact science. Huh? And you saw the clips rolling around social this week about, I don't know if it's Brent Veach. I think it was somebody else. The Kansas City Chiefs general manager at the time was taking just so many questions from reporters at the time after everybody felt like, everybody, because Cliff Kingsbury, by the way, everybody felt like the Chiefs reached big time by not taking Deshaun Watson, yet picking Patrick Mahomes. And there was a clip the Chiefs put together where every media outlet was crushing the Chiefs. And the general manager's like, we think we got the right player. We think he's going to be a star. We're comfortable with our pick. We're comfortable with our scouting. Literally, everybody said you're a donk. And now he's potentially the greatest of all time at the age of 28. So it's an inexact sound. I'm not saying that anything about this is exact. That's the greater point. However... If you just go a few years back, number two and three, respectively, Zach Wilson and Trey Lance. Number two or three, in whatever order you want to throw it, probably going to be Drake May and Jaden Daniels. Good luck with that, New England. <laughs> well, that's the question. The que- like, you, If Drake May is the option, would you rather... If you're Gerard Mayo, you've wanted to be a head coach this whole time. You're waiting behind Bill Belichick. You obviously need a quarterback. We all know how important that is to your success. Not just like keeping your job in the short term, but keeping your job long term. Like if you make the playoffs one or two years early on, that gives you a little bit of leeway later on to be like, look, I had things going in the right direction. This isn't the right guy. Give me a chance to retool things. If you're going to be stuck with Drake May and you don't believe in Drake May, I think because of that, New England has to trade out of that pick, trade down, and look at some of the veteran options. There's the odds, Dustin, for number two overall, and there's the odds for number three. So let's start with three, then we'll go back to two. Right now, your favorite to be drafted at three overall to the Patriots or whomever moves up, because the assumption is if you're moving up and you're giving up assets, you're moving up for a quarterback. Okay, so the favorite right now to go three out DraftKings at plus 150 is Jaden Daniels. A second betting favorite is Drake May and then Marvin Harrison Jr. at plus 225. I mean, the Patriots do need wide receiver help. There's no doubt about that. Oh, my God. They've avoided addressing that for it feels like since Brady was there. No, Belichick tried to address it. Oh, well, remember the kid they took from Arizona State? He, Belichick was just not a good uh, talent. Nikhil Harry. <laughs> Nikhil Harry. <laughs> donk, donk. <laughs> so there's your number three. Let's go to number two and get an idea of how heavy Drake May is as a favorite at number two. Great job, guys. Minus 180 on Drake May to go two overall. The commanders, and I guess people want to call it a good hire with Cliff Kingsbury at offensive coordinator. I go, meh, middling success. 
He was terrible in college because he focused. Maybe he's a terrible head coach and a good offensive play caller. What you hear from Kingsbury, who's now running the offense there in Washington, is he's not overly buttoned up. Eh, I digress. Drake May minus 180 to go two. Jaden Daniels plus 175 to go two. The commanders have a ton of wide receivers, so I'm guessing at five to one, Marvin Harrison Jr., big guy's not going two overall. Uh, not like, look, we're not in this camp. We very much agree that we think the talent of Caleb Williams, you have to take him number one overall. But you brought up all the points about how weird these scouts get about things that they're uncomfortable with because it's them, not Caleb Williams. He can do whatever the hell he wants with his life. At plus 750, if you think that plays a role, that's a pretty juicy number. If you think there's a chance that that can overcome his talent and these teams will avoid him at number one, that Williams goes to at plus 750. Uh, For number three, back to that. I know we're both not high on J.J. McCarthy, but we're both not high on Drake May. Is there a chance throughout the process of getting to know these quarterbacks, to looking and dissecting everything they do, Is there any chance at number three, J.J. McCarthy could be the option over Drake May if Daniels is gone already? Johnny Manziel was a first round pick, correct? Yeah. I'm not sure Johnny Manziel was the top five as far as talent uh, 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 within the fifth. eh, Yeah, maybe. Maybe three through five if you're just going by talent and evaluation. J.J. McCarthy would not be on my board until you get past round three. So to answer your question, very much no, I'm not drafting J.J. McCarthy in the top three if I'm not taking him until round three. But that's just me. Again, again, let me just be clear. And I know I'm in a bit of a minority. I see literally zero. I do see obviously an athlete and I see a pretty good arm, but I see nothing from J.J. McCarthy that makes me want to waste capital that high in the draft. Yeah, no, no. I wouldn't expect you to do it, nor I. But the donks that run these teams, they can overthink things, i.e. Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, Mitchell Trubisky, obviously a first rounder. The Bears traded up and traded away assets to grab him. Took him over to Sean. Wait, no, no, no. They took him. Yeah, they took him yes. over to Sean Watson that year as and well. And Mahomes. And Mahomes. Yeah. So there you have it. I, it was just interesting because when I read the report today, Breer says that Mac Jones, the relationship, even with the coaching change from Belichick, we knew Belichick and Jones didn't get along. But even with the coaching change, Gerard Mayo, Mac Jones won't be the quarterback there in New England next year. He going he gonna get traded. So it becomes fascinating what the Patriots do at number three. It, I'm going to tell you right now, if it's Drake May and Jaden Daniels, like Jaden Daniels, I'm trading down, I'm grabbing assets, and I'm building. Again, you've got free agents, including Justin Fields out there. You can get creative, okay? When we return, you're going to hear from Kyle Shanahan after he threw Steve Wilkes under the bus yesterday. For all the parents out there, picture that it's bedtime. You and the kids have been busy all day. You know they're tired, but with all that anxious energy, they just won't go to sleep. This was my kids every night. But I did find that stories calmed their mind and gave them something to focus on. So six years ago, I created the kids' podcast, Bedtime History, to help solve that problem. Bedtime History is a series of relaxing history stories that end with an inspirational message. We have episodes about Jackie Robinson, Neil Armstrong, Maya Angelou, and Sacagawea. 
Episodes also include topics like space exploration, engineering, the rise and fall of civilizations, and major events like the Civil Rights Movement and the Transcontinental Railroad. With over 2,000 positive parent reviews, Bedtime History is one of the top education podcasts. This week, join me and listen to Bedtime History every Monday and Thursday on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the the play gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. (laughs) Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're saying right now? He's he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with Big Pop. They ran socks in 2004, bounced back after the 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. This week, this week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bet if your first bet loses. It's a great deal specifically for you, the VSIN viewer. Use the promo code VSIN. New customers over at DraftKings, download the app. And again, use V-S-I-N, DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. We welcome you back here on Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. I'm Patrick Maher, Dustin Sweetelson. Some news on Geno Smith. I don't know if it makes sense to you. We can relay it that Schefter was reporting. We'll get to Shanahan. Also want to give out another college basketball play from Thomas Gable. Do you have the information? Yeah. I just saw it, so yeah. it's a little confusing. No, it, it is. It took I had to read it twice to get through it because I'm pretty slow when it comes to a lot of this stuff. Uh, so, Geno Smith has a $12. million, I guess, clause in his contract that the whole deal becomes fully guaranteed on Friday. He was informed by the team he's going to remain on the roster, so that means that $12.7 million in his contract will trigger. So that money converts from an injury guaranteed to a fully guaranteed uh, deal for him. He gets $12.7 million uh, as long as he's on the roster, which he, they're telling him he will be on Friday. Okay. 
I'm more confused now. Yeah, so thank I, you. You know what? I read it. I don't think it's your. I don't think it's your fault. But none of that made any. No, sense. No, no. I read it, and when I read it without it coming out of my mouth out loud, I was like, "No, that makes sense." And then I tried to explain it to you, and I got more confused. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Thomas Gable, Minnesota, is at Purdue tonight. He's laying the sixteen and a half with Purdue. And then let me give you one more play before we get into Kyle Shanahan. All right, I'll do this. Let's go deep in his bag. All right. Let's see. Um, looks like, okay, I'll do this one. Uh, before we get to Shanahan, you can go ahead and, and tease us what we're getting from Shanahan. Well, I want you to think about this with Shanahan. Something I learned uh, while listening to this press conference. They fire Steve Wilkes, but did you know that Steve Wilkes was brought in and wasn't even able to run his own defensive system? I did not know that. They, they they made him run what they had been running with D'Amico Ryans and with Robert Sala and said, Steve Wilkes, we get that you're a defensive guy and you've been doing this your entire life. Dude has gray hair on the sidelines. Think he's been through it a time or two. They said, no, no, don't do what you want to do best. Do what we like to do, which is a really weird move. All right. Delaware lane seven at Elon. So Delaware lay the wood. That's Thomas Gable. We've got one more play. Whether you get it or you're a VEASAN pro, stick around to find out. But so far, Purdue lay it and Delaware lay it. Now, back to your point, and we're going to hear from Shanahan because he had his press conference yesterday. And again, I have been hard on Kyle Shanahan. I want to be very clear. I don't think he deserves to lose his job. Uh, there are questions. You know, what happened with the 28 to 3 comeback? What happened with the 10 point fourth quarter lead in 53? What happened with a couple of 10 point leads on Sunday? It's not great. His team not knowing the overtime rules. Is it the end of the world? No. But is it a harbinger of other stuff that may not have been buttoned up? What else has fallen through the cracks? I think it's fair to ask. He's seven years in, he's had crazy success. You know, relatively speaking, with the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm not pretending like he deserves to lose his job. Okay. He's got a lot of power. He's essentially the general manager's boss. You know, he is John Lynch's boss. Like Shanahan has control in that organization. And he was talking about Steve Wilkes. Now, before you play the clip, I'm going to go back to what you just said to me because I want to pick it apart a little bit. You see, and again, surface. So you said, can you believe that Shanahan hired Steve Wilkes and wanted to run the defensive system that had been run by the previous two defensive coordinators? So you're shocked by that. Why didn't Steve Wilkes turn the job down then? That's well, that's the issue. Probably desperation, right? This guy's been through it as a desperation. Head coach. He's been a head, he's been a head coach a couple of times, an interim head coach. He's been a head coach for in Arizona. He's been an assistant in his whole entire life. The guy's rich. My point would be if Shanahan has a not, I'm defending Shan. You put me in an impossible position of defending Kyle Shanahan, but if he likes the defensive system that works for him, and Steve Wilkes says yes, I'll do that. That's on Steve Wilkes. Yeah, but I just think as an offense of head coach, right? Everyone talks about how he's this mastermind. I agree Kyle Shanahan is. I, I'm a big fan of his his offense. If you're hiring someone to run the defense and they're going to lead the defense, I think you got to let them do it their way. Like, I, would, I wouldn't want to take on a situation and fail not doing it the way that I think is best. That's just how I look at it. From Steve Wilkes' perspective, he realizes he's probably not going to be a head coach in the league based on the way things have gone recently. And maybe this was a last-ditch effort, tons of weapons on the defensive side of the football. I have to take this job if I'm Steve Wilkes because if I'm that good year one, no matter what system I'm running, maybe there's a sliver of hope I get one more crack at being a head coach. I respect your 
theory, I respect that if you were running a team, which, you know, maybe so. You're still young. If you were running an NFL team and you were a head coach, if you said, I'm going to hire a defensive mind and let him implement his system, but that's not the way it is in San Francisco. And if you don't think that Steve Wilkes, after having a great run as interim head coach with Carolina, was going to be able to get another defensive had a defensive coordinator job. You're crazy. He would have. He decided to get, take the job. The philosophy with Shanahan is we run this system. Uh, it's like yesterday. Remember when we played the wrong clip yes. and we went to break and I said, there's two things. We have a systemic problem with how we're loading clips or it's human error. If it's human error, there's no reason to get mad. If it's systemic, we then go fix the system. The system for Shanahan is that he has a defense that you have to come in and run. I don't have a problem with it, big you, guy. You know what? And I realize I'm lying because I'm a micromanager <laughs> and I tell people exactly how I want things done when it comes to this show. So I am absolutely full of it. But for some reason, I projected that onto this situation and thought Kyle Shanahan should be different or better than me. Let's hear from Kyle Shanahan. Go ahead and set it up. This was Kyle, his opening statement, letting the media know. Remember, he called this press conference on the fly yesterday and said they're letting Steve Wilkes go. Really tough decision because really um, says nothing about Steve as a man or as a football coach. I mean, he's exactly what we wanted as a man. Uh, he's a great football coach. Um, but just where we're going and where we're at with our team um, from a scheme standpoint and things like that, um, looking through it all throughout the year through these last few days, um, I felt pretty strongly that this was a decision that was best for our organization. And even though it was one I didn't want to make, um, it was something that – um, I realized that I think a different direction was best for organization. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. I, I know people are getting all over Shanahan, and I jokingly said that he's using Wilkes as a scapegoat. In his biggest spot in the biggest game, if you believe those that we point to, people that really know the game of football, they said Wilkes' defensive play calling late in the game against Patrick Mahomes situationally was not great. So if you're going to have a bad game in your biggest game in year one and the coach decides he's going to move on, if that's the right thing to do for the organization, I don't have a problem with it. Again, you're forcing me to defend Kyle Shanahan, the king. Two narratives, right? Wilkes' defense kept Kansas City's offense in check for most of the game. The other narrative, when it mattered the most, they marched right down the field and got the scores they needed to win. And that's all that matters. Let's yeah, you can spin it either way. I've, yeah. I've seen people spin it that, you know, they held Kansas City to whatever it was, 13 points. And then I've seen, seen people say, no, they should have won the game. Yeah. He was calling the schematically, he botched it towards the end. Do we have another clip from Shanahan? Yeah, so we mentioned some of the philosophical stuff, but uh, Shanahan was asked by the media, you know, he's more of a DB coach, Steve Wilkes, and the previous guys, Sala and D'Amico Ryans, were linebacker coach, asked if that was an issue in him calling this defense. Yes, I think it was, and I don't think that just is solely because his background is DBs. I just think it, you know, it has to do with, you know, the way we play linebacker um, and stuff like that. And the way that, you know, Fred and Trey have done it here over the years and the way we've coached it. And I mean, there's, there's no one way to do things, but um, you want to tie things together. And Steve was always working to do that. Now, there's no doubt about that, but um, it was just for, for his background and how it ended up with us. It was just, it wasn't, it was harder than it needed to be. And, I felt it would improve us um, going a different direction. Yeah, I don't have a here, Here's why I don't have a problem with it. That dude you just heard talking has more pressure on him going into next season than I can imagine, than I can remember in the near past. Because if you think about it, he just lost 
two 10-point leads after losing a 10-point fourth quarter lead a few years back to the same team. And you go to DraftKings right now, who's favored to win a championship next year? That dude's team, Kyle Shanahan. As a matter of fact, let me check the number for you right now. I'll tell you. I believe it's five. I'll tell you, donk. It's five and a half to one. And the, yesterday it was, uh, let's see. Where can I find it's it? 550. Okay, so five and a half to one on San Francisco and six and a half to, uh, to one on the team that just had a parade. And yes, the horrific events of yesterday, obviously on everybody's mind today. But I use that as a way of saying they were celebrating a Super Bowl. So I, I hope that didn't come across as crass. But the Chiefs are six and a half to one, and the 49ers are five and a half to one. What well, this is here's the thing. That dude's got more pressure than anybody. If he doesn't think still Steve Wilkes is right for the job, he's got to do what he's got to do. No problem with it. Again, this is your fault. You got me defending King Kyle. I never said which side I was on. I just laid out the information and you got triggered. And then called yourself a liar. Not a liar, Josh Applebaum is next. For all the parents out there, picture that it's bedtime. You and the kids have been busy all day. You know they're tired, but for some reason they just won't go to sleep. And for this reason, I created the podcast Bedtime History. Bedtime History is a series of relaxing history stories that end with an inspirational message. With over 2,000 positive parent reviews, Bedtime History is one of the top education podcasts. Join me and listen to Bedtime History every Monday and Thursday on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games With Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.